Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick, and today we're continuing with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 8. Now was the hour when desire turns the sailor's mind and touches his heart on the day he's bid adieu to sweet friends. And when the pilgrim setting off is pierced by love, if from afar he hears the peal that seems to weep for the dying day. When I commenced to render empty my hearing, and admire one of the souls who leapt up, calling them with his hand to hear him. The palms were joined, and he lifted them together, fixing his eyes upon the Orient, as though saying to God, I care for nothing other. Te Lucis issued so devoutly from his mouth, and with such sweet notes as made me issue from my mind and the others then sweetly and devoutly followed him for all the rest of the hymn, holding their eyes to the heavenly wheels. Here, reader, strain your eyes toward truth, for the veil is now so subtle that certainly to pass within is easy. I saw that gentle assembly silent then as they lifted their gaze, as if expectant, pale and humble, and I saw issue from on high and descend two angels with two swords inflamed, broken off at the points. Green as little fronds just unfurled were their robes, which, blown back by the breath of their green wings, trailed behind them. The one alighted a bit above us, and the other descended on the opposite side, so that they held those in the middle between them. I well discerned the blondness of their heads, but their faces dazed my eyes, whose power was confounded with too much light. Both come from the lap of Mary, said Sordello, to guard the valley against the serpent which will soon come into view, at which I, who knew not by which way, turned about and stricken, all chilled, pressed nearer the faithful shoulders, and Sordello still. Now let us descend into the valley of the great shades and speak to them. They will be glad to see you among them. I believe I descended but three steps when I saw one of those below marveling at me above, as if wishing to remember me. Now was the time that the air is darkened, but not so that between his eyes and mine was not disclosed that which had been concealed. He came toward me, and I came toward him. Gentle Judge Nino, how much it pleased me when I saw you not to be among the wicked. No gracious greeting was left unspoken. Then he asked, How long is it since you came to the foot of the mountain over the distant water? Oh, I said to him, this morning I came by way of the sorrowful places, and I am in the first life, and coming thus that I might still acquire the other. And as my response was heard, he and Sordello recoiled as people suddenly stunned. The one turned to Virgil, and the other to one who was seated there, crying, Up, Corrado! Come and see what God and his grace has willed. Then turning to me, For that singular thanks which you owe to him who so conceals his deepest reasons that we cannot cross within, when you are away from the large waves, Tell my Giovanna to cry out for me, there where the innocents secure a response. I don't believe her mother's loved me any more, since she changed her white habit, which she ought yet yearn for, miserable woman. By her lightness one can comprehend how long the flame of love endures in woman, should the eye or the touch not often ignite it. 
the viper that encamped with the Milanese will not so adorn her sepulchre as would the cock of Galura. So he spoke, sealed in his aspect with the stamp of that upright zeal that flares in its measure in the heart. My eager eyes arose toward the heavens, just there where the stars are slowest, as the wheel nearest the center. And my leader, Son, what do you see up there? And I to him, Those three brittle flames with which this pole so burns. And he to me, The four clear stars that you saw this morning are down there below, and these have leapt up where those were. So he spoke, and Sordello drew up to him, saying, See there our adversary, and showed us with his finger where to look. In that part where the little valley has no shelter was a snake, perhaps that which gave the harsh fruit to Eve. The serpent slouched on among the grass and flowers, now and then turning its head and licking its back as a beast that smooths itself. I saw not and so cannot say how the celestial eagles came to flight, but I saw well the one and the other moving. Sensing the green wing slicing the air, the serpent fled, and the angels came about, soaring up together to their posts. The shade who had drawn back to the judge when he called had at no point in all that assault ceased staring at me. That the lamp which leads you upward might find in your will such wax as needed to master the enameled summit, he began. If you bear true news of Val de Magra or its vicinity, tell it to me, for there I once was great. I was called Curado Malaspina. I am not the ancient one, but descended from him. To mine I bore the love that's here refined. Oh, I said to him, I have never been in your lands, but where can one dwell in all Europe that man's greatness is not revealed? The fame that honors your house calls out the names of your lands and your country, so that he who's not been there yet knows them. And I swear to you that I might go above, that your honored people do not cast off the worth of its purse and of its sword. Although the wicked head tortures the world which use and nature have so privileged, it alone goes straight and spurns the evil way. And he, now go, for the sun shall not resume the bed the ram covers and straddles with all its four feet seven times, before this courteous opinion will be keyed in the midst of your mind with better bonds than others' words, if the course of judgment doesn't rest. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 9.